this is definitely one of my favorite books of late. Uh, just to remind everyone, we are recording this so that people can download it later from uh, any social platforms or YouTube. And uh, as usual, if you have any thoughts or comments, you know, I welcome you to jump in. Uh, we are expecting ja, the author, Jia Zheng, to uh, jump in on the call and discuss the book with us. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Greg, did you happen to read the book? I listened to it just because yeah. my commute, depending on where I go in the, in the city, is so long. So it's just easier for me. I actually listened to it twice. Awesome. What did you think about it? I, I think it's it, it's a message that can be related to any industry anywhere in the world. It is it's so basic but and simple but so riveting and, and relevant that I mean just the basic concepts are they're I hate to use the word elementary, but mm -hmm. they, they kind of are. It, it's just it's one of those things where it just you you tend to forget the basics when you're in you know, you're kind of in the woods doing your right. doing, work every day. And it's just it's a great reinforcement of, of what we should be doing and, and how we should be interacting with clients and just people in general. Exactly. And, you know, of course, I think I feel strongly that his message links up to my message in my book where, you know, I, I say don't say no for the prospect. In other words, don't get in your head that they're going to say no. And, you know, one of the things I read in his book in the beginning as he says, um, we're already rejecting ourselves by default by not even asking. So the whole fear of rejection with prospecting is, uh, you know, if we, if we don't ask, you know, if we, if we say no for the prospect before even asking, you know, we're 50 percent, you know, we're already at the no. So there's a 50-50 chance that if we just ask, and I think that that's what he learned as well. You know, he was trying, to, for those of you on the call that have not had a chance to read the book, he had created uh, a product, and he went out to his first potential investor and asked if they would invest money. All right, and I think he went to his uncle, and his uncle said, you know, at first he went to his uncle that, and he talked about Healy's, and his uncle kind of shot him down. But then he created this product, and he went to an investor, and the investor said no. And, you know, for all of us, and then he kind of shut down until he started, he said, I think I need to learn about overcoming, objection, uh, overcoming rejection, and then created this fun journey on 100 days of overcoming rejection or just dealing with rejection. And, um, you know, all of us, many of us on the call deal with rejection on a daily basis if we do our prospecting right. So I found it. Did any of you have a chance to watch any of the videos that he posts on his, the rejections that he did? Mm -mm. Yeah, it, it really reinforces the book. Yeah, the one I I love the one where he set up the printer in the Starbucks. Did you did you see that? I he see says, that you know, 
you know, people create products out of need, right? So he said, I've always been in a Starbucks and I've had to run over to a FedEx or a Kinko's to have something printed. He said, what if I could just put up a, you know, printer free printing for sale or free printing available in a Starbucks? So he walks into a Starbucks and he asks the Starbucks people if they could, if he could put the printer in there. And, you know, there's kind of some hemming and hawing and they're, they're like, well, you're not charging, right? He said, no. He goes, sure, you can put it up. And then he has a camera, you know, on these people that are just like looking at the printer. It, it's just such an interesting um, kind of uh, documentary on people, right? Like the, the one lady sat down, she hooks up the printer to her computer, her laptop, but she obviously can't get it working. And, and he's, and he's he ty- on the video, he types like his comments, which are hilarious. He's very funny. And he says, you know, you can ask me if you want, like, you know, you types. So like she's looking around, but she's afraid to ask for help to anyone around her. So she ends up unhooking her laptop and getting up and walking away. And that, (laughs) you know, that's kind of a testament of society, right? We don't want to bother people. We're afraid to ask, which is you know, unfortunately, will really stint your growth in, in a lot of things, right? You know, I, I told you guys on the call, I think the last one or the one before, where I had this young man spending his senior year with us, our family, and a couple months ago, he wanted to ask this, he, liked, he had his eye on this girl, and he wanted to talk to her, but he was afraid to talk to her. And, you know, my boys, who are kind of gregarious like me, you know, they're like, oh, you know, you need to know, get my mom's, you know, button. Don't say no for the prospect. Right, mom? Right, mom? I'm like, yeah. And I said, Ryan, you know, if you don't ask, you're already at no. So then he, like, kind of thought about that. And, and then the next day he came home and we're at dinner and he said, I, I talked to her. I talked to her. I asked her if she wanted to hang out. And she said, yeah, she would want to. I said, see? And you were chicken to not ask. And there's so, But by reading Jaws' book, it's it was very fascinating to me because those of us on the phone, you know, we live, this is not a hundred day project for us, right? I mean, we do this day in and day out. Greg, right, Greg, how often do you prospect, Greg? Um, I, I tend to do, I, I at least block one hour a day. Um, and, and are you doing it depending. on the phone or email or in person? In person is usually Friday. Because that's when I okay. tend to find more owners. Um, email occasionally, but my my hour block is is, is consistently on the phone. And do you get through to people on the phone? Uh, I'd say forty percent of the time. Okay. So then right. I leave an email, and then I follow up, and then I use another block throughout the day to follow up. Right. Right. Did I hear John? Did I hear you? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Ja. Welcome to the book club call. How are you doing, Beth? Glad to be here. I'm so happy you're here. Have you been listening to our comments? A little bit, and I just like I found it fascinating. So so I just stopped and listened. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, welcome to our audience. Uh, we are we are recording this because we do post this on my website and on social media platforms. And a, a lot of people who can't join us during the day because they're busy out probably prospecting listen to it later. But um, 
I, you know, thank you for being here. Uh, we, we are a book club of commercial real estate, mostly shopping center leasing folks, where literally, I don't know, 40 to 50% of our days you know, or weeks is made up of That's prospecting, which means going out and you know, definitely facing rejection every day. So someone recommended my, your book to me, and I thought it would be a fabulous book. And, and while I was listening to it and reading it, every, you know, every page I turned, I knew it was better and better for my, for my group that mm-hmm. participates in this. So thank you for being here. No um, problem, no I, problem. And I, I'm really glad you're, you, you reached out to me because you're using basically my book's principle. You just uh, send me an email and say, hey, can you be my, on my book club? I'm like, on what, a book club? So and then I then I um, then I look it up and, and I'm like okay this sounds interesting so uh, yeah why not? When, and for the audience when I called John we had a, like a, pr- a little pre discussion and he was like well tell me about this book club and I said well you know I had Gary Vaynerchuk and Grant Cardone and I had um, uh, Jeb Blunt and he says how did you get those people I said I just called and asked <laughs> and he laughed he goes oh. You, you weren't afraid of rejection. I'm like, you know, what are they going to do? They say no, they say no. But if they say yes, how great would that be? So cer- certainly um, we just all got back, Jaw, from a, a shopping center conference in Las Vegas. And I had seen on the agenda that the guy, Marcos Lemonis from The Prophet, was there speaking. And I normally don't go to the lunches where they have the keynote speakers because normally I'm busy you know, trying to sell my, my shopping center space to retailers, but I have an event down in South Florida that is, um, that is like the Oscars Awards for mom-and-pop businesses, and I wanted to go approach Marcos Limonis to see if he would speak in our, at our 2020 event. And I, I was a little nervous. I got there early. I got a table up front where I knew he would probably be sitting, and then when he walked in, a bunch of people walked up to him to get pictures and stuff. And then I went up to him and I to- told him about the event, and he agreed to speak. He said, if, I can work, if, I, if you can work it out with my schedule, I would be happy to do it. So there was another example of being, I was a little afraid, but I did it anyway, and it, and it looks like it could be a very positive result. So, you know, I'm living, I'm living your theory of, uh, you know, just go for it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's a that's a great way to live, right? Who wants to live in fear all the time, uh, thinking about how others would perceive them or things like that? Because if you do like that, uh, if you're always constantly afraid of uh, other people's rejection, then 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 you're gonna always have rejection um, because you are, as you mentioned, you're, you're constantly first of all reject yourself, then secondly, when you make that step you for sure get rejected once or twice, right? When you right. do it and then you get rejected, it just reinforces all your fear. You're like, wow, this is not good. I, mean, I would never do that again for the next 10 years. And you never right. do it again. Yeah, right. so if you reverse the psychology saying, hey, you know, let me, uh, I'm going to ask 20 and see how, the, how it goes and have some fun with it, you're going to get a lot of yeses. Um, so it really depends on what you, it really depends on what you look at after um, you know, after a rejection. So my my so I have I have three or to four things I want to talk to you about, and then I know you want to talk to the audience as well. So the the two 
my first question is this. This is my curious question. When you would walk in, like, to the Starbucks or to the staring contest with the CEO, did you have your phone <laughs> facing these people like they knew you were filming them right away? Yeah. So for some of these, for the actually, actually the vast, vast majority of these, I don't. Um, I, I have my, I mean, I do have my phone. I, I hung it on my neck. Uh, and so basically, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to do a hidden camera kind of thing because I, I don't, this is not something I want to do. Uh, but also I don't want to put a camera in front of people or a phone in front of people so they know I'm filming. So I, I don't want to get people's reaction that way, right? So what I did is I, normally I just um, hang, my, uh, hang a phone, my phone on a lanyard, uh, like, you, you know, like the one you, you would use at a conference. I would ha- I have my phone on a lanyard and I walk around with it. And it, from, from outside, I'm this guy. Uh, with no fashion sense, wearing my iPhone on, on, on my neck. So, as it turned out, it's my recording device. So. And then after you record them, do you then say, I just recorded this, and do you mind if I post this, or do they have no idea? Because I think, that, like, that people, I've wanted to do this Which with one for, people. are you, oh, for Flood? Uh, excuse me, whoever's okay. speaking, can you mute your phone, please? So the ones that, um, so do you ask them afterwards, I just filmed you, do you mind if I post this? Uh, I usually don't. I usually don't. Um, but if they ask, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell them. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, because um, where I live in Texas, um, you, 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 have no, you can do that, no problem. You know, and wow. it's not the same with every state because they have a state laws that are different how, how you right. do it. But in Texas, you can record and post. The thing is, I haven't had any people come up to me saying, no, I don't like that. Can you take it down or whatever? Because, you know, it's not my goal to make people look bad. You know, right. I just, it, it, it's about me and rejection, right? I just went and, and asked for a rejection. Usually people treat me, uh, treated me well because I knew how to ask. Right. Right. I, I, people were begging me to do a live can, you know, what canvassing for us is going in and going into a mom and pop and saying, hi, I have shopping center space. Are you interested in leasing space? And people have been begging me to do like a live one. And I was nervous about doing it because I didn't under, like, I didn't know how, what, how people would feel with me holding a camera or having someone film it behind me. So I walked in one day, just, you know, I said, I got to get this over with because everyone keeps asking me to do it. So I walked in and I had my camera and I walked up to this woman in a, I think she was, um, I think it was a pizza place. And I said, hi, do you mind if I film you? And she said, mm-hmm. I said, we're doing a training exercise. Do you mind if I film you? And I had like a couple people behind me, but I was the one holding my phone, which was the camera. And the girl right. said, um, well, what are you doing? And then I just launched into the pitch and we uh-huh. filmed it and she responded and it was great. And people loved it. But I love the idea. I have to check the Florida laws, but I love the idea of hanging it around my neck. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. people, are not sus- people are not suspecting that you usually don't think you're filming when you, when you do this, right? But if yeah. they find out, you're not hiding it. And you say, yeah, yes, this is my blog for my training. That's, that's fine. If they have objection with it, and then I don't do it. That's fine. Right, for sure. And there are a lot of so people the- out there. The two things, the two main things I got from the book that I've been preaching during the reading of the book, which I loved, the two main things were, one, 
don't argue, and you don't call it that. You call it, I think, collaboration over contention or something. That was one. And the yeah. other one is the detachment thing. Because when I go and canvas people around the country and I'm with them, they absolutely start arguing with the prospect. And I'm, like, kicking them. Like, I'm like, you know, <laughs> back do that. This, this is not the way to win friends and influence people, right? Because they right. think that their job is to persuade and convince when it's, you're really just supposed to start a relationship. So if you could speak to that one. And then the, the detachment thing, this morning I posted on one of my social media sites, I said, Join us today with the author. We're going to discuss uh, the, the best way to, um, you know, to, to overcome rejection. I said, and I wrote three things. One, passionate about the product. Two, embracing your position. Or three, detachment. Which one do you think it will be? And no one picked detachment. <laughs> so, right. so let's talk about those two uh, things in the book because I think for this audience, it's, they're crucial. Yeah, the first thing about um, is um, uh, don't uh, when, don't argue, right? Basically, right. and that's in fact that's a natural reaction uh, with anyone um, because we have this fight or flight instinct when we meet some when we meet an event which we perceive to be either dangerous or uh, or um, uh, uh, you know unpleasant, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, your 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 fight response is not it's not throwing fits. But really, to say, oh, how can you, you're wrong. How can you say no to me? That doesn't make any sense. Look at what I'm offering, right? Look at, look, look at how hard I'm working. Look at this, this is a good thing. You should say yes, and then we're all going to be happy. So right. you have that instinct, then you started doing, uh, then you started trying to persuade, and then sooner or later, your emotions get involved. Uh, the harder you work, the more, uh, the more you get rejected, and your, your emotions get involved. And that, you just go down a, more of a, a downward spiral. Because when your emotions get involved, your opinions actually get entrenched in the both of you. And then at, at, very soon, you're not listening anymore. You're, you're arguing. You're not trying to reason. You're trying to win. You're trying to win the argument. It's not just for you. It's also for the, same, it's also for the other person. They're going to try to win the argument. Because they're like, I'm not going to be persuaded by you. I'm not going to be... Your silver tongue, and uh, you know, you're not going to change my mind. I'm not weaker than you. So in that case, it, it becomes this contest of will, and that's just not a good thing. Um, so you know, the flight response, which is also is even worse, which is you just give up, right? Because right. you're not changing people's minds when you give up, but also you lose confidence that way. So and so I try to so I try to tell people, you know, don't don't argue, and and also don't run, and try, instead of be collaborating with the other person. And, and trying to find out why, they're, why they say no, what their biggest concerns are, and how you can get a yes. So that's the first thing uh, about why you shouldn't argue. The second thing about detachment is really funny because this is, um, this is, what, this is based on my own experience and it's being proven over and over again is what I tell people to do as well, that you should go into every situation and you should have a very high intention. It should be like, hey, I want to... You know, I, I want to make sure I ask. What well, is number one thing? You know, your intention is on your on yourself. I to make sure I ask, and to make sure I do a good job, and to make sure I I explain myself well. That's your high intention, but your but your attachment to the outcome should be very low. You should you know you, you should try to get a yes, but if you don't, you don't feel bad about it. You're like you know, 
because the in the end, no matter how persuasive, how good of a salesperson you are, it's the other person's freedom to say no. And it's completely okay because if they make that decision, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's on them. I mean, you don't want to be forced into a, a decision. Why would you expect to force other people into a decision? If you give people the freedom and space, then you have a conversation. What you end up happening is you have a sort of a detachment and also a, a sense of freedom, a sense of space, a respect right. giving the other person. And the, right. you know, and, the and, end and, result is usually you get more yeses that way. Right, and I think in the book it was interesting how you said the more detached you were, the more self-confident you were, and the more you could use humor and have fun with it. Because, and, and what I share with, with my folks is I say the bigger the pipeline you have, right, the more detached you can be, therefore the more self-confident you can be, and then the more fun you can, you, the more relaxed you are, because when you walk into a, if, if you have zero pipeline, you have no, you know, you, you, you have three or four prospects you're working with, and, or, or, or cold calling or targeting or canvassing, the pressure and the desperation, they can smell it a, a mile away, but if you, if you've been canvassing and cold calling and prospecting for, you know, weeks on end and you've got a very large pipeline, your whole emotion and self-confidence will be stronger, your, your self-confidence will be stronger and your detachment can be more set and that way you'll come across as, okay, if you say no, no problem, I've got 30 more people I'm going to speak to and then you can have more fun with it, right, versus yep. being all worried, I've got to make this one work and, if it, and then that's when you start to get you know, fidgety or, you know, nervous, and then, the, and then the prospect's looking at you like, you know, he's uncomfortable, this isn't fun, and it's this vicious circle. So I loved the detachment thing, loved it. Yeah, so and, and it's also sometimes you have to have a, a like a mental switch, right? Like before you go into um, a situation, you're trying to make a sale or make a pitch, there's, try to, uh, I think about a, a switch, you have to flip. If you, you know, if you, before you flip it, it's really based on, you know, oh, I'm going to go in. Everything depends on this, right? I better get a yes. But if you flip the switch, you're like, oh, I'm going to have fun with this and see what happens, right? And, and, uh, and usually the latter one usually produces better results. It's not because, you know, you don't want it hard enough. You want, you want it in both cases. But the latter um, mentality will give you a lot more space and freedom. Uh, and then for your sure, performance sure. is, is, is also higher. So I know you want to chat with my audience about a new project you're working on. So I, this is your opportunity. So fill us in. I'm very excited. Tell us about it. Yeah. So for the past year, and I've been, um, I've been uh, coming up with um, uh, trying to build uh, technology to help people overcome their fear and so they can expand their horizon, expand their, their um, comfort zone. So in the future, they go into situations like sales or, or, uh, um, or making a pitch. They can have more confidence and have better success, right? So we've been, uh, we've been testing different programs, and we found one that's actually extremely effective for people. You know? And so, uh, and Beth, I'm going to ask you for your assistance in this. So we're going to have like a week long of a rejection challenge a week-long rejection challenge where every day uh, we're, we're going to challenge you 
to get a selfie with a stranger. Uh, and, uh, and then you're going to send in the, uh, the you're going to send in the selfie and, uh, and then, uh, if you can finish, then we have some reward. What's the reward you, you might be asking? Well, you're going to, um, if you want to be doing this, uh, you need to put in, uh, $15 as a commitment fee for you, not for me, for you. So right. if you finish, not only you get the money back, the $15 back, but also, you're gonna win the money from the people who lose, uh, who, who didn't, who don't finish. You know, huh. I, I won't keep a dime of this. So, but it's all that you're putting the pool, and you're gonna motivate each other uh, by finishing this. So, if you want to, uh, if you want to enter this week, uh, and we've been we've been doing this for for uh, for months now, and people feel this is this is a transformative experience for them. Uh, and and uh, it sounds easy, and maybe it sounds hard. I don't know where your your state is. But once you go through this, you will find the type of um, learning and freedom that you, that you didn't feel before. Um, so we're going to do this over text. Uh, we're going to send you a text to, to conduct this this week. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if you're interested uh, in doing this, um, Beth, do you, like, do you want them to, to contact you? And then you can maybe in a few days give me a list of people who, who are interested in this. Yeah, that's yeah for sure. I'm definitely going to accept the challenge. This sounds so easy for me, but maybe it will be <laughs> maybe it'll show, bring me some surprising uh, feelings or emotions that I'm not expecting. So I take on the challenge. So send me the information, and then anybody on the call that wants to join me in the challenge, um, I will send uh, to Ja and his team. The list of you guys, and then you and then you'll send out to them the information that they need to follow through on. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I just um, this is done through text. So I'll be sending you guys text, right? Okay. So the 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 information I, I'll need is your uh, text number. So we'll be sure. and I'll, you know, I mean I'll I'll keep this all confidential. It's, I'm not going to share with the, uh, with anyone, but we're just going to use this. Uh, so for me to personally send you you know, group text, and I'll send you rules and, and, uh, and, and, and you know, things like that. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And also, I say, I as, want a, Josie as a to bonus. Do it. I want my assistant yeah. Josie to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's, and, gonna, she's and looking here. at me through the glass window going, what do you want me to do? <laughs> it won't be as yeah, easy for me, her as it is for me. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a lot of fun. And also, every day, I will send you some tips on how to do this. You know, if you're, you know, if you want me, I mean, I'll, I'll send you like, you know, about these principles I talk about in my book, and then I'm gonna apply it to uh, how you're gonna do these uh, selfies. So. so let me ask you a question. The goal is that you want to create a game app to to mm -hmm. help people overcome rejection because when you faced rejection your first time, you went and tried to get help and couldn't find any. So this is nope. so. What I here's my question. I presume you're going to at some point go raise money, and this is where this whole thing started in your book when you went to try to raise money, right? So uh -huh, is, uh -huh. this, is this going to be the path that you will, you will create this and then go try to do funding for it, yes? Absolutely, absolutely. How many funders are you going to approach before you give up? Because the last time, so this is the teacher in me now talking to the author, because the last time you asked one, and then you, you know, yep. got freaked out and wrote the book and did the exercise. So, how many are you going to talk to before you give you before you determine moving on to a different path if you don't get an answer? How many? 
Yeah, this time it's about 180. That's All my right. that's my goal. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I actually have a list of them already, uh, and I'm, I'm actually working on this. But the thing is, I, I mean, my, my, my mentality uh, after a few years is completely different right now, right? So, and, and it's, it's not, it's really not, you know, the, 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 the kind of life and death experience I had before. But now it's mainly like, I, first of all, I have so much passion and faith in this. I do. Uh, and and this, is, this is coming from me. Uh, you know, working with a lot of my fans and, and readers and, and viewers uh, going through this, this project. And people, after they, they do this, and, and, and they, they, they all told me, man, this is, this is amazing, and I'm not only going to do this, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, going to recommend to other people. So this gave me a lot of confidence, but also over the years, I've, I've gathered so much information, so I'm, I can confidently go out. Um, and also, you know, I'm a changed person. I'm a changed person because of the things I have done. Uh, and these rejection challenges that I'm trying to get you guys to, to do. I'm well, a completely different person. And, and what yeah. I want to say to my, t- my audience, because if there are any, a lot of them are very much like me, Josh, so I think that they're hearing you going, oh, this is a piece of cake. But, uh, so, but I, I challenge all of them to do it with me, but I also will say to them, like, I, I'm going to nominate Josie who's in my office, who's a self-proclaimed introvert, she will hate me for suggesting her, that she do this. She's looking at me through the glass, rolling her eyes. But everyone on the call probably has a Josie in their life. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's, you know, an assistant or a peer. So maybe there's someone that truly can benefit, you know, will benefit as well. But there might be someone that, like, like, that says, I'm an introvert. You know, I don't prospect every day. I don't go put myself out there for rejection that they can include on the exercise. Right. And this is not just for salespeople. Um, I mean, there are a lot of people right. who are, as you mentioned, who are not, who are not necessarily customer-facing, and they don't, their jobs don't have to involve in trying to sell something that gets something in return every day. But think about this. We all are in the business of sales. We're not selling right. uh, products. We're selling ideas. We're trying to convince people. We're trying to persuade. We're trying to influence, right? Mm-hmm. It could be to your kids. It could be to your family members. It could be in your own career development. Sooner or later, you're going to have to say something that you want to someone, and the, the, the most optimal outcome is the other person says yes, right? So what right, I'm trying sure. to you know, but to get that, you have to be comfortable with, with no. Absolutely. So this right. program... This challenge is to get you to be comfortable with that, and in the end, you'll be like um, having a completely different relationship with that. And right. you know, so once we're you know once we're done with the week, we'll see how it goes. You know, if you're if if uh, if you're interested to for another week, we can you know we can level this up, right? And just you yeah. know, this this you know, I'm I'm not here trying to. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm not in the, I'm not here to try to sell anything because I won't I won't keep a dime of this. And you guys put it in the pool, and this becomes your motivation, um, uh, you know, game. Um, and the, you know, all the money will go to the. I mean, the winner is, is the winner. Winning is if you finish everything. If you finish one per day for seven days, you know, the, the winning goes to you. And and um, so, um, and and all I want is to to um, to help you guys to um, to become more rejection proof throughout this process. Well, thank you. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm also going to have my younger son do this. My older son, not okay. a problem. 
But my younger son, we, we always say every day to each other, do something you're afraid of. So he, he, this will be a week of, of, of things he'll be afraid to do, but I think it'll be great for him. So, but th- Ja, thank you so much for coming on the call. The, the rest of you stay on because we're going to continue to have discussion. But Ja, guess what? Ja, guess yeah. what? Yeah. I guess where I'm going to be in Denver, and I just saw on my agenda for the NSA, the National Speakers Association, you're going to be there too. Yeah, yep. I'm very excited I'm, about it. So I'm going to get to meet you in person. I'm very excited. Yeah, come up to me. We'll do a selfie together. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make Josie. <laughs> Josie's coming with me. I'm going to make her come up and ask you for a selfie. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Josie, John, thank you're, you. I know you're hearing this. You've got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the call and uh, we'll send each other texts we'll get on this challenge and I really appreciate it thanks for being on the call and I'll see you in Denver and everyone else stay on the call because we're going to continue to discuss the book no problem thanks Joe. Right. bye guys bye all right everybody so jump in on thoughts about either the book uh, the, the concepts we discussed, uh, you know, I'm a huge believer in detachment and pipeline, and I tell Kara all the time when she kind of gets all caught up with, why isn't this guy calling me back, or why haven't they responded to our LOI, and I, I'm, I'm saying your pipeline's not big enough, because if it was, you wouldn't care so much. So let's, let's chat about that. I'm going to shut up so someone can jump in. I don't have a lot to share on that. I, one of the things that I took away from it is them saying no isn't them saying no to you. It's not a personal thing, which is one of the things that I've had a hard time grasping is, you know, I've always thought, well, is it my delivery? And I'm sure that in some cases that might be the case, but it's not that they're saying no to me because of the type of person that I am. They just might not be interested in opening up another location or, you know, relocating from where they're currently at on, like, the canvassing front. But I thought that, you know, he reiterated that a couple times throughout the book, which was a a good reminder for me personally that it wasn't anything to do with me as an individual. It was just, you know, they can't make me the donuts or they can't loan me $100 to a stranger kind of thing. So I like that takeaway. Yeah, and that was on my list to talk to him about, but I knew we were running out of time. And I think what his quote is, rejection is an opinion that reflects them more than me, right? And absolutely, they might just not have the capital or even the human, the employees to expand, right, a lot of times. Now, what what Grant Cardone will say is to make sure that you get that answer, you know, well, well, I understand that you're not interested. Can you give me some reasons why? And that sometimes is hard to do on the first canvas versus once you go in a second or third time if you think it's a game changer. You know, my, my belief is getting five no's before you give up on, um, on the prospect if you think that they could be phenomenal in your center. And nine times out of ten, I, I, you know, you guys have heard this this. Uh, and, and I should just write it down so that I could repeat it correctly, but there was a Harvard study that said something to the tune of salespeople, you know, 90% of salespeople ask once, 60% of salespeople ask twice, 30% of salespeople ask thir- three times, 24 times, like 2% five times, and 80% of the buyers say yes after the fifth time. It's like, that that's that is staggering to me 
But yeah. it is, I, I've experienced that on multiple occasions. I experienced that with the Costco deal. I experienced that with the Nevada Bob's deal. We experienced it with a gym up in Tampa where, you know, it took us four to six times before the person you know, finally was either ready, timing is everything, or believed in us, or got to know us, or it just takes sometimes multiple, uh, you know, um, touches to get them to get to get their attention. So absolutely, I agree with that, that in the beginning, I think that when you're young, you know, that was for me 30 years ago, but I definitely thought that it was probably a rejection of me instead of just a rejection of the, the suggestion or the idea. Good job. Thank you. Anybody else? Barry or Greg, if you're on the call? Yeah. Yeah, Beth. I mean, one, one sentence that, that kind of stuck with me regarding the entire book was, says, when I was confident, friendly, and open, people seemed more inclined to go along with my request. Even if they said no, they at least stayed engaged longer to ask questions. And I mean that, that kind of summarizes summarizes the book, but it really kind of encapsulates encapsulates everything that I do on a daily basis. So it's mm-hmm. just like it that one sentence just resonated completely and it was you know, I was kind of sold when I read the book and had to listen to it again and I mean it just, just kind of summarizes everything. And it just it really describes exactly what goes on, you know, from when you're dealing with rejection and, and how he overcame it and, and discovered what you know, through, through his anthropological study, um, you know, how he overcame it. So, For sure, for sure. I loved how he said he's going to go after 180 funders. Because <laughs> yeah. he, 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 you know, for us, I, I, look, I, I think if any of us, any of us people in leasing take this challenge, it's how easy is it to get seven selfies with someone we don't know in seven days? So easy. But for Josie or my son... It'll be hard for them. Now, my son will like the idea of the $15 so, or more, so he'll do it. I don't know if Josie will do it. I'm anxious to get off the call and ask her. She was rolling her eyes at me when I was talking about her earlier. But I'm sure we all have people in our life that think what we do is crazy. You know, when Ja first, when I first called Ja, I am telling you, he must have said, how did you have the, like, the guts to call me and ask me. I go, this is my job. I do this every day. But that didn't mean I wasn't a little scared walking up to Marcus Limonis at the ICSE, but I knew if I could get him, it would change my whole event. And, you know, how exciting that he said yes. Now, him saying yes, it's like when Gary Vaynerchuk said yes. I didn't think he was going to be on the call until the minute he said, hey, Beth, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, with these, with these very successful celebrity people, you never know if they're really going to follow through on, on the commitment. Anybody else have thoughts about the book and rejection? Hi, this is Barry. Hi. Uh, hi. Uh, my headset, sorry. Um, hi, it's Barry. No, I thought I've not read the book, but that was really fantastic. The interview and his commentary. I, I'm, I'll go get it. I, I thought that was wonderful. I always looked at his rejection. I think one of the. I remember somebody here in my office made the comment many years ago that you know you want to get to where you have fu money, for lack of a better way to put it, where you know rejection <laughs> just can roll off your back. And I kind of look at it, whether it's fu money or fu pipeline. To where right. you're not, you know, no one deal, no one lease, nobody owns you, 
if they, you know, if the deal happens, obviously that's our goal. That's great. But if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world because you do have either the money to you know, keep going or the pipeline or both to where you just keep, keep plugging away and doing what you're doing. Exactly. For sure. And I, I, I preach this in, in my office every day with my 23-year-old. I preach it because it's, it's amazing, and I see the ebb and flow, and I don't know if Kara's on the phone or not, but um, I see it when she's out, when she canvasses and is out doing 40, 50, 60 cold calls or canvases a day, and she's been doing that consistently for two or three weeks. Her, the whole, her whole self-confidence and her emotional um, resistance to the rejection far, is far more significant than, like right now, she's been, you know, for two weeks between being at recon and then the prep the week before recon, you know, you have that, like in the Jeb Blunt books, right? You have that lull and you wonder, why is my pipeline not where it should be? And, well, it's not where it should be because we've all been out of the loop for two weeks, Right, Brooke, I don't know if you're still on the call, but, uh, you know, when you're out of the loop for two weeks, it definitely hurts your pipe, your local pipeline, right, when you come back. Oh, yeah, it's been, that's the worst part about going to the ICS e events is you're, you're off the grid for so long, especially when there's a time change like that. Right, right, but I love that FU pipeline. Barry, you can do a post on the social. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Hey, Beth. Yes. It's Mark Strauss. Next time you have fear, just join me on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how you did that, Mark. I, I, like I said, told you in person, I don't know if any of you were at that, the Marcus Limonis. That's how you say his name, right? Marcus Limonis? Yes. Okay. Uh, Mark Strauss, he called people up on stage to share something personal to them that is potentially embarrassing or is embarrassing to them. I, I, Mark walked up there and went, I know that guy. Oh, my gosh. I, I, you know, good for you. That, that, was, that took a lot of guts and courage. Not many people I know. I, I have a lot of self-confidence, and I'm thinking I could never do that. You know, so good for the, you. But, but going back to, to what's really important is, is, is your whole philosophy is always make sure when people say no that they're the person that can say no. Don't mm -hmm. take no from a person who can't say yes. So a lot of times you're walking into these cold calling situations and you get a secretary, oh, we're not moving, we're not like, or, or you get an employee that's manning the yogurt machine, oh, we're not moving, we don't want to expand. He's not a person that can say yes, so never take any of those kind of things personally either. So mm -hmm. it's just another cold call, and I think some people, when I used to do a lot more cold calling, I had a decision maker checkbox and a non-decision maker checkbox and I used to focus many more my my stats looking at who the decision makers are and what my ratios were with them in terms of getting a yes rather than non-decision makers and I think as you move forward in, in prospecting that's something you have to do uh, as well and and never take any rejection ever personally it's never about you as an individual or it's always about just a business decision, and that's how sure. people, I think, should always have to look at it. For sure, yeah, and also not under, not, don't discount, though, that there are gatekeepers out there. The better the relationship you have with the gatekeeper, the quicker you're going to get to the decision maker. And where I find a lot of people fail 
is they discount the secretaries or the gatekeepers or the clerks as someone that may not know but have, you know, Josie knows a lot more about what's going on in this office than uh, a lot of salespeople give her credit for. And the ones that get through to me are the ones that treat her with respect like she does have, you know, a, a stake in the decision. So I, so I agree that you want to definitely get the decision maker eventually to be giving the comments, either making the rejection or, or not, but don't underestimate the power of gatekeepers. No, I agree with you. Don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. And I, I, unfortunately, I, I'm having a situation now where someone is trying to go around someone on my team, and um, it's not working well for that person. So, uh, you know, I think that you, there needs to be a level of respect and hierarchy also. You get, mm-hmm. you get to the decision maker quicker when you, mm-hmm. when you do that. But I absolutely, I, I think it is just a business decision. And, and again, timing, timing is everything. A no today might meet, not mean a no in a month. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts as we are nearing our 1250 countdown? Beth, hi. It's Kelly O'Mara. How are you? Hi, Kelly. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. This is, thank you. This is my first call, and I'm so glad that um, I joined it. Um, my situation is that um, I am currently looking for a new position. I'm a retail property manager. So when I was talking about, or when they were talking about detaching from the situation and not taking it personally, in my situation, that's very, very hard because I'm thinking I'm sending you these resumes and it matches perfectly with the qualifications they want mm-hmm. and nobody calls. So yeah. that's the trouble that I'm having now. And, I, you know, sometimes I feel like calling them and saying, what is wrong with me, <laughs> you know, that you, don't, that, that, you don't, that you don't want to call me. So do any of you guys have any kind of advice um, on how to accept that kind of, and I'm going to call it rejection, although it's not personal, maybe a professional rejection? Well, I, let me jump in, and, and, and then I, I welcome other people's comments, too. You know, I, in the past, I have put out positions for whether it's internships or social media people or property manager people, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes I, I'm a little more... Um, I've bit off more than I can chew. For example, I put out a, a posting for internships. I got 50 people that responded. I started working on it, responding, and then I got busy and I didn't come back around. And I'm sure that 45 people think that I've just rejected them. But mm-hmm. in essence, I have no idea that they sent it. I, I, you know, I, 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 it, it just became – I thought it was a position I wanted to hurry up and hire for – and then it just it got to the bottom of my pile because other things became more of a priority. So mm-hmm. for one, I would say to you, you know, do something, you know, maybe send a shoebox with one shoe and say, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door or something <laughs> to get their attention. I, I tell right. the ones, the in, I ended up bringing on three interns. The ones I brought on were the ones that kept reaching out to me respectfully. 
that kept reaching out. I'm sure you're very busy. I read that there's a shopping center convention coming. You're probably attending that. I don't want to bother mm-hmm. you. Can you know? Let me reach out to you afterward. You know, just things that they they kept in the forefront of my mind, top of mind. So I that. I, I would. That's what I would do. I would not assume that they're rejecting you. Mm-hmm. I would assume that they got busy and it was the position wasn't like of a dire stress need where they had to drop everything and focus on it. It was just mm-hmm. oh, it would be nice if we added this person, but if we didn't, you know, I've got these other ten emergencies or fires burning that I have to focus on. So that's that's my my advice to you is keep reaching out to the ones that you think are perfect matches. And just mm-hmm. try to do different things, you know, try to add value. If, if you want a property manager position, is there a way that you could go either see the property or go on the website or do a physical inspection or give them some, you know, do some of the work in advance. Like I had a property manager once that, was, that wanted a job, and they sent me a property inspection of a property. Now, they happened to live in the market where the property was, but mm-hmm. I hired them. I, I, I called them up and said, you know, I'm flying you in to meet with me because, you know, this was incredible. Right, and I've done that before after I've had, like, an initial interview and gone out and looked at the property just to get a sense of, you know, the property and how it looked and kind of gauge the ownership's you know, um, treatment. But I wouldn't take the rejection as personal, uh, even though I know it it feels like it because you're the product, right? I just would take the rejection as um, something else is going on in their life. Does anyone else have other thoughts for Kelly? Um, Hi, this is Tanya. Um, I just met you, Beth, at Recon. I was sitting in your class. And then, hi, I live in South Florida, but I'm going to be attending your your class. It's what, the 10th or the 12th of June? On June 12th. Yay! Yes, I will be there. And I'm so glad that I jumped. I've been reading the book, and I loved it. And I have seen that this happens time and time and again, where people in our office, they're just, they don't have the confidence. They are kind of rejecting already automatically like they're rejecting themselves so i just wanted to jump on and say that we always hire the best people because we always choose the people that are different and they continue to reach out because that Mm -hmm. proves to us that they're just going to keep trying and i'm sure they're not knocking on our door only they're trying to get in and that's a win-win attitude because you know, Publix, it, it, you know, my son tried to get a job at Publix as a bagger, and it was the funniest thing. This is like three years ago. He went and applied on the, in the little thing at the store, and then it says, um, if you don't hear from us, try back in 30 days. So Alex didn't hear, and he goes back. He put it on his calendar. He went back in 30 days. He did this three times. The day after the third time he did it, they said, you're hired, come to training. And I, call, hmm. I saw my friends from Publix at a shopping center conference, and I said, is that your thing? Like, is it a three, you like want to weed out the ones? And, and she just <laughs> smiled and winked. Like, it's their thing. Mm-hmm. They want to yep. weed out the people that, you know, are, just need a job and don't really care. So, yeah, I, I think that's right. But, listen, it's 1251. I always promise you guys to get done at the 50 on the hour. So two things. Thank you, Tanya. I'm excited to see you June 12th. That's a rock star to superstar. So if we have two slots left. If anyone of you know of anyone that might want to attend, it's on the website. And then the next book club call, it's fast. It's in a couple weeks, June 14th. We're back to the regular schedule Friday. Uh, 11.30 to 12.20. It's Think 
big, act bigger, the rewards of being relentless, and Jeffrey Hazlett, the author, I believe, will also be on the call as well. So Perfect. June 14th, we'll be posting, you know, we'll, we'll be reminding you guys. But um, thank you for being on the call and participating, and have a great uh, rest of your, you know, May and beginning of June. Thank you. Thanks, Beth. Thank you. Hi, you as well. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.